another illustrious episode of Before the Three Count. I'm your host, the unnamed host, aka the doppelganger of Arch Fruit. Okay, quick. First ever black NWA world heavyweight champion. And he had multiple names. And apparently he uh, is uh, the real life uh, Benjamin Button. Because uh, he apparently met Eazy-E and Tupac and all these other great uh, hip-hop artists of uh, yesteryear. Yeah, her truth is... Uh... It's funny because um, I feel like he's. Oh like, wait, wait, wait! wait. Is... I didn't introduce my my co-host. Oh, 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 oh! My bad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was too busy getting rowdy. Do the thing. But uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am the one, the only G A West. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeedy. Lyrical graffiti. And this one's a burner. <laughs> did you ever pick up his CD? I did not. Okay, yeah. I mean, did you ever get seen a CD? I did not. I uh, listened to it online. Uh, it wasn't bad. There was maybe like one song I think I, I like. Yeah. Uh, uh, the yeah. Did you ever uh, get uh, Mach's uh, CD? Uh, I never bought it, but I did listen to it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> And, I actually uh, like the de- dedication song he has from Mr. Perfect. Yes, uh, I was just going to bring that up, actually. I was like, you know, that, that <laughs> I think a lot of people online were so, so surprised by this song. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of the stuff with Savage at that time period was very surprising. Um, that's when he was cutting those uh, promo videos from the gym. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. And, uh, oh, you got to check those out. Um, okay. Because he was at the gym working out, and he's cutting promos on Hogan, um, telling Hogan to be a man and step up and fight him on pay-per-view. Um, and then he was calling out Triple H, and uh, <laughs> he says one of my favorite lines ever. Okay. Uh, he's like, Triple H, I'm going to beat you down, punk, and I'm going to take your old lady, yeah, take her around the block. Maybe I go back, maybe I don't. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Macho Man, you will be missed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> talk about one of a kind. Yes. <clears throat> Pretty much, uh, would you say, obviously, you know, Hogan was uh, the man during the 80s, but would you say, um, you know, uh, Macho Man was not too far behind uh, on his heels? Oh, yeah. Okay. No question. Um, ring impact and commercial uh, impact? For sure. For sure. Um, you know, if we're talking in-ring impact in the 80s, I, I think, in my opinion, there's really a big three. Yep. And I, I think that's Hogan, yep. Savage, and yep. Warrior. Oh, hey, uh, but Warrior was like, like, Macho Man, that was like a good chunk of the 80s. Warrior was like towards the end. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got you. Warrior didn't hit his stride to maybe like 89, 88, 89. Yeah, that's what WrestleMania six, all that. Right. So, yeah, I'll I'll definitely agree with that. Yeah, so. I was, Macho Man was like not WrestleMania one, but pretty much when three hit. Uh, yeah, I mean, WrestleMania three was that classic with Steamboat for the Intercontinental right. title, and then Mega Powers was a whole nother echelon. Yes, which is a two year storyline. Really? Yeah. When they started? 
uh, before WrestleMania four, which was eighty. Uh, what was that? Six, six, I think. Oh no, the first WrestleMania was eighty four. Right. So okay. eighty eight, eighty four, eighty five, eighty seven. Oh no, eighty seven. Eighty seven. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying it went from eighty seven to eighty nine? Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, so it's kind of crazy when you think about that. I'm like, talk about long-term storytelling. Right. They did the, uh, and I mean, it was done so well. They they did the build-up to like building Savage as being like that level of a guy. So, and with Hogan. So how were they able to go through two years without them actually facing off with one another? Then that must have been well uh, because it's it was the build-up and then the breakup. Right, but I'm just saying that like. You know, Vince at that time was all about let, let's cash it in very quickly. So he must have been super Not antsy. No, re- oh, really? At that time, everything was big, 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 big slow buildups. So when do you think it, it sort of turned the hill as far as like, all right, we got to rush everything now? I don't feel like that happened until the 2000s, honestly. So a ruthless aggression? Yeah. Oh, well, like, I don't know. You, you say even Attitude Era, they didn't sort of Attitude rush Attitude Era, it, it kind of started. Okay. Definitely okay. started, but I feel like really it was the 2000s, like Ruthless Aggression era, where it really like kicked in. Okay. Because I'm like, you think about, you know, the 80s and into the 90s, you had all these long title, mainly Hogan, but there were still <laughs> long title reigns um, that guys would hold the belt for a while. Um, okay. And the stories would usually build up like over the year. You could you could start a story at like Royal Rumble. Yeah, take it all the way like it past WrestleMania and into Survivor Series even sometimes. Okay, um, so I think yeah, they did more of a slow build with stuff back then, and I mean especially the Mega Power story. Yeah, uh, I feel like maybe not today's episode because we didn't do any research. Yeah, but, but on a future episode, we should definitely discuss like the the storyline of the Mega Powers because I mean it's it's brilliant. I mean the the short version. They established Savage as that level of a guy and that him and Hogan are friends. Right. Um, Savage goes on to, to win the title after Hogan, you know, was basically stripped of it because he, he right. lost it to Andre and Andre gave it to Ted DiBiase. And so then they declared it vacant. Right. And the whole tournament. Yeah. Savage wins that tournament with the help of Hogan. And then uh, they've got their tag team matches at SummerSlam. Survivor Series, uh, and then you know it starts the the breakup. You know, and Savage is a cute, and it's funny because you go back and watch it as an adult. Yep. And it's like, wow, Hogan was the heel. Like you don't really. Oh, really? <laughs> like yeah, but it's like oh, like everything Savage is saying is true. Like <laughs> oh, okay. Like, like uh, at SummerSlam when they won, Hogan picks up Elizabeth and puts her on his shoulder. Yeah, and like, and but well, did they have? Uh... Elizabeth and Macho Man married at the time, or were they dating? I like, think they I'm, were. Uh, you know what? Let's check the Google machine because I don't want to give any uh, false. Because they did have that. They did have that wedding at what was it? Seven. That was, that was at um, SummerSlam, nineteen ninety one. Um, okay. The match made in hell and the match made in heaven. Okay. All right. And because uh, that was Hogan and uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, yeah, it was Hogan and Sid, uh, or no? Or Sid was the ref, right? Was that the? Yeah, I think it was Hogan and Beefcake against Slaughter, and Sid was the ref. Okay, I think that was the deal, if I recall it correctly. Yeah, because then after the match, I remember Hogan ripping Sid's shirt off, like making him flex. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> so wait, Sid was, a, Sid was a, a face at the time? He was a good guy? Yeah, yeah. I thought he's always been one of those, uh, you know, career heels. No, he came you know, like, in. Like a tweener who, like, got, like, when he, you know, did the rule of the world and crowds liked him, like, beating up on the faces. Now, he came in as a face. Uh, and he was supposed he was supposed to uh, be the next Hogan. That don't even sound right. Sid, a uh, 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 face. Are yes. you sure it's like a, like a tweener face or like a face face face? Like, I mean, I don't know if Sid has it in him to be a face face face. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't picture you saying that he's like. <laughs> but he, yeah, that's how he was brought in. Vince wanted him to uh, be the next Hogan, but. You know, he wanted to, uh, but Sid wanted to play softball. Could he be the next Hogan? That's a great question. I mean, he was getting big pops in 92. Right, but Hogan's sort of like Saturday morning cartoons, goody, goody, goody face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, could Sid do that? What'd you find? I, I just found some interesting news regarding Savage and Elizabeth's relationship. Yep. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to interrupt our Sid talk to discuss this. So Macho Man and Elizabeth got married in 1984. Okay. Uh, right during WrestleMania 1. Yeah, but here's what's crazy. They yep. got divorced in 1992. Okay. And what's Why is that crazy, crazy about though? that to me? Because yeah. that's... So 1991 was when they did the whole wedding angle. And like... <laughs> No. <laughs> all that stuff so I'm like wow like they must have been in some bad times like while doing that stuff <laughs> uh, is that what the infamous uh, where, where Ric Flair and the photos popped up when they did that, that storyline that was uh, yeah the next year ninety. that was 92 uh, where he's like Wrestlemania 8 yeah where he's like serving her like strawberries at the poolside or something yes. like that yes okay. so that's when they got divorced that's when they got divorced that's hilarious. Right? <laughs> like, that's so that's crazy awesome. to think, like, wow. Like, again, like, you know, you never know what's going on in people's lives. Yeah. Because like, I'm like, you don't just get divorced, like, one day, you know? <laughs> like, there's there's problems leading up to that. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, like, they were going through all these problems while doing, like, these storylines of, like, being married and, like, all this Yeah, stuff. everything's all sunny and, uh, you know, rainbows and butterflies yeah. and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I don't know if this could be uh, today's topic, but what's your impact, what's your thought and, th- yeah, what's your thought of real-life couples in the wrestling industry? And do you see a lot, especially, too, like, on the, uh, on the indie scene? Like, do they work? Do they not work? Like, what's your thoughts about the, uh, that? Well, um, before I give my thoughts on, well, actually, I'll give my thoughts on it. I think uh, I think it's something you see a lot more nowadays than you used to. Okay. Right. Um, you know, I think there used to be a lot of separation between talent. Right. Uh, but I think nowadays, and this is, I was going to say, my, Jim Cornette says that, uh, well, back in the day, he's like, number one, you had rats. And uh, he's like, so why would you be messing around with your coworkers um, and co- and potentially causing problems, which, which is true. Um, right. I've definitely seen that. Right, um, okay. But, but with that being said, like, yeah, I think nowadays it's like a lot of people that are in wrestling are more introverted. Okay. Um, and, and I think it becomes one of those things where it's like, well, I'm always traveling, like, and I'm always traveling with other wrestlers. 
Okay. So like wrestlers become like your your friends, and then of course they become your lovers because that's mm-hmm. that's who you're around, that's who you're with. Uh-huh. And uh, but I do think that I, I think sometimes it works out well. Um, you know, and any wrestlers that are in a relationship right now, I wish well um, and hope all the best for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do know it also can cause a lot of problems too. What percentage wise? Uh, where do you see the? Do you see more problems with the relationships of uh, wrestlers, or do you see more positive stories? Probably more problems. <laughs> uh, that goes back to sunny days, you know. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, is it mostly due to infidelity, or do like do even wrestler couples get like the jealousy play a part? As far as like, oh, this person got a bigger push than the you know the me and this and such and such like. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's definitely some of that stuff. Um, okay. I'm a, I'm going to keep names out of this one particular personal story. Right. Um, but anybody that knows New England wrestling will probably be able to figure out who I'm talking about. Okay. Um, but uh, there was a uh, New England wrestler who, um, when he first started training, um, he would bring his girlfriend around who wasn't into wrestling. Okay. Um, but he'd bring his girlfriend around um, with him to training and to shows and things like that. Okay. Um, and then she ended up getting involved with wrestling, which great. Okay. Um, but then she, her career took off bigger than his. Really? Yes. And she ended okay. up leaving him for another wrestler, who she ended up leaving for another wrestler. But uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Talk <laughs> about that's how that yeah. So how it goes. Yeah, is that another thing? Like, is it hard to for wrestlers? Yeah, because also percentage wise, how uh, if, would you say with wrestlers that are in relationships, a majority of them are with uh, regular civilians or within the oh, wrestling yeah. the, community? The majority of wrestlers are probably with regular civilians. Okay, um, and, and that's I mean, if nothing else, just numbers wise, there's only so many female wrestlers in the business. Um, right, right, right. But that, there's before, also guess, other talent positions too. Other talent positions? Yeah, like some, you know, uh, females, uh, you know, like refs or somebody working the back as far as like, you know, uh, tickets, going in these like tickets or like the figure percentage. Okay, okay. Like think about because I know some of them in like WWE. Right, but I was gonna say like I think like some of the the older guys from like the Attitude Era, like some of their uh, wives were like. And makeup and you know like catering you know what i'm saying like that type of i got those you. type of positions but um well i was gonna say that whole big con well, i don't know controversy but with uh what was it sammy guevara and uh yeah uh, Ty Conte. yeah yeah, yeah does that happen a lot or was, was their case sort of uh different well that does not happen a lot where it's so public right but do like, other like wrestlers do wrestlers who have like relationship with civilians end up leaving the civilian is going for another wrestler? Um, that I don't know that that happens a lot, but it definitely okay. happens. Okay. Um, it's a you know it's I'll I'll use myself as an example. Okay. Because um, when I saw Sammy was still engaged to his ex at the time, right? And I, I saw post. Um, it wasn't even on his page. It was like on someone else's page. Right, but uh, like all the, it was a bunch of wrestlers. They were out at like I think it was they were at Wawa, which is like oh. my favorite food spot. Okay, um, it's just a, it's a gas station like restaurant, but it's so good. Okay, 
Um, and, and so all the wrestlers are, you know, being wrestlers. But okay. I was watching specifically Sammy and Ty because they were like kind of choreographing some moves. Okay. And uh, I was like, ooh, I know where this is going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just one of those things. Like, and that's why I'm like, oh, I've been in that situation where it's like, oh, you're traveling with like a female wrestler and y'all are just having fun. It's friendly. Right. Um, but it's like, oh, like, you know, next thing you know, they got you in a head scissors. And it's like, haha, that's awkward, but whatever. <laughs> and then bada bing, bada boom, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's a, that's a tough one. Um, it really is. And uh, especially like in the case of Sammy and Ty and all that. So Sammy, like, because I think that was like his high school girlfriend or whatever. Right. They were and, just about to get engaged. Right. No, they got engaged. Oh, they okay. got engaged on national TV on TNT. That, and that's why I say it's so public. Right. Like, right. Opposed to her on TV. Like, right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, on an episode of Dynamite, which was, you know. Um, but like I've got a feeling Sammy was probably kind of a nerdy kid in high school okay um, and, and like oh this is my girlfriend whatever and then when you next thing you know you're on national TV like on TNT he's a good looking guy he's doing crazy moves yep. probably getting a lot of attention from females um, yep. you know and I, actually with someone that looks like Sammy's getting a lot of attention from females and males uh, I'm sure, um, <laughs> you know, and because uh, he's just a good-looking guy, like you know, um, and uh, so yeah, I bet it's one of those things. It starts getting to your head. You're like, wow, like you know, yeah, like my high school girl, she's cool and all that, but like, look at these beautiful like models that I could be having, and especially when you're that young. I think he's like only like 22, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So like, you're that young. Your hormones are flying, and. And again, it's just uh, there's a there's a level of intimacy um, with wrestling, like just because you're touching each other and like you know fighting or, or what have you. Right. Um, it's funny. I, I always say like I am closest with the people that I have had like tough matches against. Yep. And it's one of those things where it's like, and close might not even be the right term because I'm like, really, I don't even have any friends in wrestling, like, <laughs> you know, like, right. But like, but like, you get close with someone because you're like, wow, like our our bodies have like intertwined, and I know what you can take, you know what I can take, and like, right, 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 right. Yeah, there's, there's a there's a bond. Yeah, yeah, and, and it is. It's a level of intimacy, whether male or female, straight, gay, whatever. Like, yep. it's a level of intimacy. Yep. That, that you have with that person um, and, and yeah so if the, it is someone that you're attracted to uh, th that definitely I'm sure makes it a lot more uh, <laughs> I don't know how to, how, to, how to phrase it but just you know I guess a lot more intimate right 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 now like you said with Sammy like they you know uh, did like the whole uh, engagement with his ex uh, on, on, on the screen are you a, a fan of when they bring relationships to storylines and do you think uh, it's wise to do that do you think also if it is not wise or not but are there a lot of percentages where it it, go, it, it follows behind the curtain where it like ends up you know doing things for the worse or for the better like are you a it's like a two part question are you a fan <laughs> of it or do you think it is an impact uh, once it happens um let me think about my response to that. 
Okay. And while I'm thinking about that, but I'm gonna turn the tables. Are you a fan of it? What are your thoughts? Well, from the storylines that I've seen, so like I'm in my head, I'm going like, all right, remember uh, Kevin Sullivan and Woman and Ben Wall Triangle. Uh, yeah. Then you also have Matt and Lita and Edge. Yep. Obviously, uh, Hogan and Elizabeth. Well, I'm, I guess not in real life, but Macho Man and Elizabeth. Because uh, it's funny, um, like, Luca ended up with Elizabeth, Elizabeth, but they never had it with, like, on TV screen with, like, him and Macho Man ever, like, ever, like, fighting for her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> which is for the best. Right, right, right. But like, just, I think I, that would have been a very bad story. <laughs> Right, right, but I just thought it was odd that, like, because I think in real life, uh, I don't know if they ever said, like, if Hogan and Elizabeth or, you know, if they ever, you know, was together. But nonetheless. Um, so, Hogan in his book, for what it's worth. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, the DuckTales. <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember he said that um, Elizabeth would stay with his wife. Okay. Um, and his wife would be like, oh, like, you shouldn't be treated like that, and like, blah, blah, blah. And Savage was always jealous of Hogan and thought that something was going on, but it never was, Hogan said. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. That actually seems somewhat believable, like, coming from him. Yeah, that, that one it's I not, believe. It's, it's not that outlandish, you know? Yeah. No. So that one, I'm like, oh, I'll believe that. I'm like... Right? I, the, the, <laughs> but, but, I'm like, I, I, I guess... You gotta take into account the Hogan Bubble the Love Sponge wife situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole cuckold situation. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, but then also, I guess the last relationship, I guess that sort of played. Well, it didn't really even play out because they the three were on the screen about it. But China, Stephanie, and Triple H. Yeah. So yeah, like all cool. those like relationships I mentioned, they all ended up badly. Like none of them really yeah. had like no success. So I'm all about not bringing your, you know, relationship on TV screen, you know, even for uh, ratings, because it doesn't really seem to end up very well. No, you're right, and, and it's funny, because now that you've mentioned all those relationships, and I'm thinking yeah. about it, I'm like, yeah, that it never goes well, and like, Triple H, Stephanie, China, that started as a storyline. Uh, yeah, but with... did it though? Because I thought, like, China, I thought the storyline was mostly Triple H's test in Stephanie. Not well, yeah, China. That, that's that. Yeah, that that was the storyline part of it. But right. But I mean, like that that that's what that storyline is what led to Triple H and Stephanie being around each other. And right. It led to their thing, and that's you know, um, I forget if it was Stephanie that talked about it or I think it was Stephanie because I can't okay. imagine Triple H saying this. Um, yeah. But Stephanie talking about sitting on his lap, like doing vignettes and things, and just thinking like, oh wow, like this feels nice, like you know. Okay. Um, so um, it's like, yeah, again, like, you know, those, those sorts of situations where it's like, you're with this person, you're traveling with this person, you're playing there, you know, even though with the Triple H, Stephanie storyline, Triple H drugged her <laughs> and married her, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, still you're playing the storyline of being husband and wife and you, right. know, and you got hormones and everything going and it's, you know, it's only going to lead to that. Um, right, right. Because I was going to look at Benoit, uh, Sullivan, and Nancy. Same thing. Right. That started as a storyline. Yep. And, but then it becomes like, oh, well, we're spending all this time together. We're pretending to have this affair. 
Oh, um, also, we forgot, I forgot to mention uh, Kurt and Jeff Jarrett and his. Uh, um, that was a nasty situation. Really? I thought it was. I thought it was similar like Ben Wallace, Sullivan, and Woman. <clears throat> but except Kurt had to be banned from TNA because they thought he was going to kill Jeff Jarrett. Wait, break it, break it down for me. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> basically, from what I understand of that story, so this is uh, during the prime. Uh, if you've ever seen the meme. Perk angle? Yes. <laughs> this is during that time period. And uh, from what I understand, his wife, uh, Karen, yep. um, she was just tired of it. Um, you know, tired of the drugs, tired of, you know, I don't want to say abuse because I don't think there was any physical abuse that happened. Oh, okay. Right, right, I'm, right, right, I'm right. sure, you know, being around someone that's drugged out is not pleasant. Right. Uh, just the same. Right. And, uh, but yeah, so um, the way I understand it, you know, she kind of started, you know, she was hanging around Jeff and all that, and things just kind of evolved and grew. But and, was uh, Jeff married at the time? That's a good question. Let's okay. see. Let's see if I can find a quick uh, story on this. Jeff Jarrett, Karen Angle. And they're still together, I think, too. Oh, yeah. They're still together. They got some kids together now. Really? Yeah. Life is... So, I guess, is that a success oh, story? Oh, I'm either? sorry. I'm lying. I'm lying. Okay. They do not have kids together. Oh, I was going to say, like, is that a success story? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a success story for them. Right. True. But, uh... I so, they have stepkids going to, into it? Yeah, well, they're... Because I'm just looking... Because I'm like, I've seen them post pictures with their kids. So, I'm like, oh, both <laughs> their kids' last name is Angle. So, they're Kurt's kids. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, period relationship. Yeah. So, the, the, uh, um, also, I wanted to... Obviously, Matt and Edge had heat for the longest. But I think now they're cordial. Uh, I don't think Ben Juan, Sullivan, whatever, uh, eye to eye. Uh, was, like, Angle and Jarrett cordial after this whole ordeal? Now, I think they're okay. Okay. Um, especially, <laughs> I, I think Jarrett's been like a really good dad or a stepdad. Okay. Right, 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 right. Kids. Angle's got his new wife who looks like a younger version of Karen. And they've got <laughs> some kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right, good for him. Yeah, it worked out. So uh, I think worked out for everybody. All is well that ends well. <clears throat> now, have you seen any of these situations play out in like the indie scene of like storylines of like you know similar storylines and then they end, have like similar outcomes? Not necessarily storylines, no. Okay. Um, and I think on the indie scene, it would be very difficult because you don't yeah, have do they even a lot of television. Yeah, do they do those type of storylines like on the indie scene? Uh, yeah, there's definitely storylines okay. like that, but okay. not, not played out to such an extent. Okay. Okay. And, uh, but have you seen, um, obviously you mentioned one wrestler, you know, that uh, came in with a, a female wrestler who left, you know, because of jealousy but have you seen a similar as far as like uh triangle relationships uh as well oh for sure uh okay. there's a lot of that um, it's prevalent it, it is it's uh <laughs> and i think it's because it's a small community yep uh, you know so everybody kind of knows all the same people um there was, do most uh, of the relationships stay together or most of them end up falling apart i feel like most of them end up falling apart so when you um, see that, you just shake your head like, I know what's going to happen here. <laughs> um, or do you give benefit uh, of doubt? <laughs> if, I, if I can see it. <laughs> Slowly uh, creeping. 
Yeah, like, like a lot of the times, especially if it's two wrestlers, um, like let's say it's a male wrestler and a female wrestler and they're together. Right. right. I find a lot of the time, and I'm probably going to get some hate mail for this, but Uh-oh. it's all right. I can take it. Gonna uh, get some heat. Yeah, I'm going to get some heat. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times the females are working their way up the ladder. Mm. And I think a part of it is nature. It's a biological thing. Like you want to be with the top person. Okay. That that's just natural. Okay. Um, but but yeah, I do feel like a lot of females that are wrestlers, like if they get with other wrestlers, they kind of work their way up to to better wrestlers. Okay. And I think that's why CM Punk has been with a lot of female wrestlers. I thought he's only been with AJ Lee. No, CM Punk. Ooh, yeah, he's the OG <laughs> Himalaya player, my man. <laughs> Who? What other um, talent has he been with? Um, <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna Google this because I wanna. That many people, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Female. female. <laughs> All right. Let's see. CM Punk loves and hookups. Hysterical. <laughs> it's a whole, whole, whole site or page dedicated to it. It's just that. That's so crazy. All right. You ready for this list? Hit me. All right. We got who he's married to right now. AJ. Right, AJ. Before that, he was with Beth Phoenix. Really? Yep. That must have been for like a hot second. Because was sure. she with Edge? Well, yeah, now she's with Edge. They're, oh, they're okay, married. yeah. But they've been together for like a, a minute, too, so. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, before that, he was with Lita. What? Yep. But she wasn't even in the promotion when he was there, right? No, it doesn't matter, though. Okay. They were in a relationship from 2009 to 2013. Wow. That was under the uh, radar. Right. Before that, Kelly Kelly. Don't know who that is. She was in ECW, uh, the the WWE ECW. Okay. Um, okay. She like she does striptease on like their first episode. Oh, okay. Um, before that, Maria Kanellis. Don't know who that. Is. Oh wait wait um, Mike uh, uh, wife. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Because they've been together for the longest. I, wow. Right. Okay. Okay. Before that, Tracy Brooks. Don't know who that is. Frankie Kazarian's wife. Oh, okay. They, have they been an item for a minute? For her and Frankie Kazarian? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. Um, before that, Mickey James. Wow. And uh, before that, Daphne. Oh, wow. May, may she rest in paradise. Wow. Well, did she ever go to the Federation after the whole um, bought out WCW? She did not. Okay. Did Crowbar ever come over? He did not. Okay. What did you, uh, side note, what did you think yeah. of uh, Crowbar and David Flair, that whole, and Daphne with the, the whole, like, you know, crazy gimmick? <laughs> um, I'd honestly have to go back and watch it. Cause I, I As a tandem team. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of it. I remember it being a thing. Yep. But I don't really remember the details. I don't remember. It's funny. I'm like, I, I definitely was not a Crowbar fan when I, I was in high school watching. Okay. Okay. Because um, it, it's interesting to me now, 
a lot of people put Crowbar over as like this amazing wrestler and all this really? stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Well, he was, he was like in a lot of hardcore matches, correct? I honestly don't even remember, but I think so. <laughs> You just blocked it all out your memory bank. Yeah, like, I, like he just wasn't my guy. Like, I got you. No, no I got disrespect you. to him, um, you know, but especially that time in WCW, I yep. was all about Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. Like, that was my guy. Well, his career was like towards the, the end of WCW, right? It was like 2000, 2001. Crowbar? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, there were just so many people that would have been ahead of him that I would have been paying attention to to not be paying attention to him. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> but uh, okay. All right. Um, but yeah, so uh, like I said, back to the Indies, like. Um, <laughs> In any relation, like yeah, that's a that's a that's a long list, my friend. That's a long list. There's there's even more on there, but we'll save that. Yeah, I can imagine uh, probably a a hefty amount too when he was in when he was in the Indies as well. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, but it's one of those things. though, going back to, I'm like, oh, like women try to date up, like, and like I said, that's natural, you know. Um, you know, so you're gonna try to date the best wrestler on the card. CM Punk was probably the best wrestler on the card any card he was on. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in the Indies, you see all sorts of stuff that's pretty crazy, um, relationship wise. Really? Um, yeah. A lot of uh, fighting, breaking up, um, issues, jealousy, uh, especially if it's. You know, two wrestlers that that are together. It, yep. Usually, I, I feel like it creates a problem. Is it almost like a, do you do you give it like all right? Be like these folks probably won't last such and such months or such and such years. Like, is there like almost like a expiration date on those type oh, of relationships? Yeah, there is. <laughs> I mean, things things are changing because wrestling is changing. Right. So the people that are involved in wrestling are very different than when I first got involved. Okay. Um, yeah, because so, I feel like now we're gonna probably hear more success stories, relationships lasting. Like yeah. I feel like, especially with like like Montez and Bianca, I think they're gonna be you know husband and wife until you know like you know. Oh, definitely. Gray hairs like they, they're the new like Ruby D and Ossie Davis, and then like you got <laughs> you got Naomi and uh, one of the Usos. I don't know if it's Jay or Jimmy, but I feel like they're also gonna be you know one of those long you know time forever relationships. So I, I feel like the ties are turning. Um, in regards to that, I'm yeah. trying to think of other like couple. I don't know, maybe Sammy and uh, Ty. Maybe I don't really watch AEW, so I don't like see their chemistry that much. But yeah, who knows? We'll see. They got married very fast. That they did. That they did. Um, you know, that might be for the best because seems like high school sweethearts and wrestling doesn't work out. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> but. uh you know, and I would say public engagements in wrestling don't work out. Look at John Cena and Nikki Bella. Were they ever uh, engaged, though? Yeah, or... he, they got engaged at WrestleMania. Which one? Um, I'm going to say 30, but I could okay. be wrong. Was it like a big, big ceremony type of thing? Like a, a work ceremony? Like it was, you know, or was, was it like a legit uh, like engagement got, announcement? Engagement announcement. He got in the ring, got down on one knee. Okay. So will you During a match? Um, I feel like it was after a match. I think it was okay. after the Bellas wrestled, I feel like. Okay. All right. But, um, it was a pretty big deal. Um, Miz and Maurice, there are a couple that's working. Yes. That, that, that's working for them. Um, yes. 
But yeah, I think a lot of that though is just because the business is so different and the types of people that are in the business are so different. Because don't forget, don't forget your, don't forget your man, Ru- uh, uh, Miro. Miro, yeah, yeah with Lana. Yeah, that's one actually. I, I I want to see her involved in, in AEW storylines. But that do you think that'd be like the kiss of death? Was bro, thank breaking them up. <laughs> like, you want that to happen? I don't want them to be broken up. I, okay. uh, I'm hoping that uh, they can do the storylines and still make everything work. Well, they did, they were able to do that whole Bobby Lashley thing, which was so crazy. So I guess uh, right. anything, if you get past that and not break up, I guess you, you should be good. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Crazy old Vince McMahon. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. No, nobody that was involved in that wanted to be involved. <laughs> no, because yeah, Bobby's a family man. He has a wife, yeah, uh, wife, kids, kid Miles, who uh, Scott Steiner beat up when he was two. What? <laughs> what? Like TNA? Yeah, they did a storyline of that. Yeah, they did a storyline. Like Steiner, like showed up to like Lashley's like hotel and like trashed the place. Okay. And they were like, "What if his two-year-old son was in there?" The Steiner's like, "I'll beat anybody up." <laughs> oh man but uh yeah like i said it was uh lana and last that whole thing was so it was like super <laughs> uncomfortable yeah, yeah. uncomfortable for everybody <laughs> all parties involved exactly except for vince <laughs> vince is just sitting there doing the bird man hands like yeah, yeah. Get his, right <laughs> yeah get his rocks off right so I guess we can, I guess, uh, segue the Vince situation. Uh, <laughs> more articles have come up of him just paying more and more hush money as we uh, have continued to learn. Well, the latest thing, though, about the $5 million wasn't hush money. Oh, was it? No, that was donations to the Donald Trump Foundation. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. But, yeah, the other previous yes, the uh, other articles were, were hush money. But it just seemed money. like he was just giving away money like... you. Right? You're probably the best person to get a loan from because he seems like he was getting <laughs> money out, giving this all willy nilly. Seriously, um, but yeah, the the Donald Trump one though is kind of interesting, especially now with all the FBI raids and all that. Well, not really because um, uh, wasn't Linda um in a cat had a cabinet position? That was later. Oh, okay, okay. And so okay. here here's where it gets kind of interesting. Um, okay. The the thought is it's one of two things. Either this was a contribution because they knew they were going to be getting into politics. Yep. Um, and it was kind of a, you know, oh, like, we'll give this to you. But but a lot of people say that probably wasn't the case because Trump wasn't really in politics like that at that time. Okay. So the other thought, and what's more likely, and this will be interesting on a grand scale because there's a lot of stuff being looked into about this topic. Okay. It's believed that Trump, when he did his uh, WWE appearances. Yep. Instead of being paid directly, he had Vince make donations to his charity. Okay. And in which case, now Vince gets to write it off as a charitable donation. Okay. And he's not paying, like, payroll. Yeah. And Trump doesn't have to declare taxes on getting paid because it was donated to his charity. That doesn't seem to be doing anything but paying Trump. <laughs> oh, wow. Vince, I always thought he was a smart man. I always thought he was a smart man, but... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, no, Trump is a very smart man. I, I think, honestly, it, it, the, the only bad move he's ever made was getting in politics. No, 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 no. I'm saying Vince. Oh, I was Vince. like, he was a smart man. Like, I yeah. always thought Vince was a smart man. I was like, 
you know, it'd be he's like Teflon, it'd be t- tough to take him down. But it seems like towards the end, uh, he's been you know moving somewhat sloppy. Yeah, well, uh, but you would think the man who survived the steroid case and you know multiple uh, like lawsuits, like the, the whole Pat Patterson ring boy scandal. Yeah. Uh, he's the only person I know that had a, a performer die on his like show and still continue to show. Like he's had so much like on his like jacket. Like you think he'd be like, I don't know, move smartly to avoid these type of situations. But well, yeah. I think I think part. I mean, that's these these payouts were to avoid these types of situations. That you right. know, the not the Trump payouts, but those other payouts were for uh non disclosure agreements. So it's like, I'm giving you this money, you will never talk about this. Yeah, so couldn't he sue his uh accusers? Well, not well, accusers, that... but like people who got him in the situation if the NDAs were abound. Well, that's that. So here's the thing with that the none of those people have spoken. So, how do they find out all this like hush money that's been going to these uh people uh well the first one was a anonymous email to okay the, to uh the board of directors okay um and, and so and that's where it gets kind of iffy because it's like it was an anonymous email like if it was from the person who got paid then yes that's that's a major problem and and, all, contract. and also if it's anonymous how why would they uh give it any you know credence then you know what i'm saying like if there's a random anonymous email, I mean, I can send an anonymous email to anybody, and like, why would they take it seriously? I guess maybe because it made sense. Okay, unless like, they knew ahead of time that there was smoke. Maybe. Okay, and that's definitely a possibility too. And okay. uh, a lot of people now are thinking it was an inside job. It has to be. either Stephanie Triple H or Nick Khan. Because one anonymous email, all of a sudden now we're like, oh, time to do the manhunt. <laughs> yeah, like it, it just it just seems like so odd. Well, that's a lot of people think it was an inside job, or even all but three it, of them were in on it together because a lot of things don't add up right. Like Triple H had, you know, Triple H loses his job. Yep. You know, and then has a heart attack. Yep. Um, and he's like, "Well, I'm never going to be involved with wrestling again because of my health problems." So, do you need a heart attack? <laughs> was the heart attack legit, or was that work? <laughs> I think it was legit. I think okay. it was legit, but like I, I feel like it got played up bigger than it was because it was at that time it was like, yeah, Triple H will never be be able to wrestle or do anything in wrestling again because it's you know too much stress on the heart. Right. So he's done with NXT. He's done with all this stuff. Stephanie stepped down. Right. Stephanie stepped down to she's like, oh, I'm gonna take time off to spend time with my kids and my husband. Right. And then all of a sudden, like the email <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Ben steps down. Stephanie steps into a spot. Like, Triple H is miraculously, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm fine, ready to be head of Run <laughs> <laughs> programming, all this stuff. Like. Yeah, man, this is so like, I don't know, maybe like ten, nah, twenty years from now, we're like, no, like the real. Probably once Vince passes, we'll know the real deal. Like yeah. how the whole thing like fell out because this is so crazy. It really is. But even and you I, said this was only one uh, anonymous email. So for the other ones, how did they find out? Uh, supposedly the board hired a private investigator to investigate. Okay. And they went through all the, you know, probably tax papers, payments, all that stuff. And that, that's when they started finding the money. 
And then okay. they had to figure out, well, where's this money? What's it for? What's it go to? Right. And then they and found Vincent, out. Vince didn't know that they were hiring the investigator? Like, oh, yeah. He, yeah, Vince knew. That's and he was knew, cool with that? That was, made, that was made public. Well, what's he going to say? Like, <laughs> well, No, I mean, like, I would thought he heard, like, murmurs of it. And then be like, all right, let me put, like, a stop to it before it starts to build any uh, credence. How can he, though? I don't know. It's Vince. It seems like he's been able to. He's like a cat. He's like, he had like nine lives. Done, the only thing he could have done was take the company back private. Okay. That would have been the only thing he could have been like. You know what? The company's company's back private. I've decided I no longer want it to be a public publicly traded company. It's back private. I'm running things. That that have been the only thing he could have done. That'd be that a smart thing to do. But if it, if it, if he made it private, he would probably lost his billionaire status. Um. Not right away, but yeah, over time for sure. Because um, at the end of the day, like if they go private, that means they sell all the stocks that other people own. Right. Vince would still keep his though. Right. So um, he's what eighty percent shareholder. Yeah. 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 So like he was still. I'm surprised once he hit a Billy. I'm surprised he didn't be like, all right, I, I hit my goal. Now I'm gonna reel him back in and make this, you know, just self-contained. <laughs> Nah, because you want more, you want bigger. Especially Vince, has, I think his whole dream was always becoming like the next Walt Disney. Yeah, but I guess, but this sound, I guess, you know, greed. Like, once you hit a billion dollars, what more do you need? <laughs> Two Not billion. Paying? Yeah, but it's just like, goodness gracious. Uh, to quote my main man, Shale Sonnen. Yep. The worst advice you can get is from a millionaire. Oh, okay. Why? Because they weren't smart enough to become a multimillionaire. Ah, <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Um, so with Vince, like, what's new? What's next for like investigating? You know, his discrepancies. Nothing, because now he's, he's they're done. Down. Yeah, he's no, but down, so. they can't get him on any other like. He he, he can't get no like jail time though. I'm basically asking. No, right? he didn't commit any crimes. Okay. Okay. You know, it's not illegal to cheat on your wife. Nope, nope, not at all. So basically, true. so basically, it's just making it, him and Linda's relationship just out in the public a little tough. Yeah, which I mean, they they say they've actually not even lived together for a number of years. Oh, okay. So Linda's been living in Florida and DC um, for a while now, like since since she started doing the campaign stuff with Trump and all that. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. So they haven't lived together in a while. Uh, Linda actually, she was recently at some political event and was asked about it, and <laughs> she was like, "Oh, I'm not here to talk about WWE. I'm here to talk about whatever the event was." Right. Um, but they kept pressing, and they're like, "You know, what happens with Vince?" And she was like, "Well, hopefully he gets some time to unwind and rest. He, he needs it." <laughs> yeah. So she just kept on pushing. <laughs> the man's been going uh, for. Several decades, forty years. Yeah, and what do you say? He gets like four hours sleep or something crazy like that. Yeah, that's that's. Whew. He's defied. Uh, you know they said help. You know it's good to get what, like seven hours sleep or something, or like eight hours. So he's defied yeah. uh, medical advice. <laughs> he did. He's Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. The genetic jackhammer. Yeah, ah. he says he uh what works out like three in the morning. Yeah, something crazy like that. Once he finishes his day, I think it's I think it's what from one a.m. to three a.m. That's crazy. That's, uh, yeah, you think he still does that uh, regime at his age? Oh yeah, yeah. 
Cause, he, uh, he before, still did two-hour workouts? Yeah, before WrestleMania, wow. they had posted some uh, videos online of him squatting like 800 pounds or something. No, he was leg pressing. I think it was a leg press. But it's like, you yeah, sure it wasn't uh, gimmick weights? I mean, I guess it could have been, but yeah. I'm Vince <laughs> and I'm like, I, I bet he's still a strong guy. Okay. You think they're still doing that life story uh, about him? Like you said, they were, with the whole, uh, they were filming with that, Pat that McAfee. Got down. Nah, that got shut down. <laughs> okay. All right. Like the Shook Knight uh, uh, reality show, is, we're not gonna see it. Maybe just like a trailer, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that is long, long gone. But I bet we'll see. Uh, yep. Have you heard about this Mike Tyson documentary thing on Hulu? Yeah, he's not very happy about because they uh, didn't have his um consent. Right. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that ends up happening down the line for like an unauthorized biography. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised by something like that. And if that does happen, what, you know, uh, what saga uh, will you be interested in seeing of Vince's life? (laughs) I mean, the whole thing really is so interesting. Right. Um, Especially the tidbits of things you hear. Right. Like uh, Bruce Pritchard talking about when when Vince first took over WWE and they were living in a trailer and like really poor. Right. And uh, Vince would be, uh, Vince was talking to Pritchard on the phone. Um, and all of a sudden you're, ah, you know, and he starts swearing. Vince is like, what's that? Pritchard's like, what's wrong? And Vince was cleaning out the, um, the septic tank. <laughs> and uh, he got crap on his hands. And uh, he's like, I just got manicured. Like, <laughs> Pritchard's like, you're poor. Like, what are you doing getting manicured? <laughs> so wait, like, oh, Vince is really. Got to have class. Yeah, I thought Vince was always rich, so he's 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 had a rags riches story. Yeah, Vince. I thought Vince. I thought Vince Senior had you know he basically had money and he you know inherited from his father. So I thought they were living you know jet flying, you know limousine riding and no. all of that. You know? No, okay. Vince grew up poor. Vince, so Vince Senior and Vince's mom were not yep. together. I thought they were. Uh, they might have been married. But that's how Vince Senior. You know, I thought that's how Vince Senior gave gave him the company. Vince Sr. never gave Vince the company. Vince really? took the company. Oh, so he bought him out? Um, I don't know if he bought him out, per se, or muscled him out, is the rumor. How did he muscle him out? The rumor is Vince got Gorilla Monsoon on his side and, like, some other guys. I don't okay. remember who the other names were. Okay. But they basically just showed up to Vince Sr. and were like, you know what? You're too old to be doing this, like... Vince Jr. taking over and like forcing That's crazy. So he like yeah. He shook night him. Yeah. Like on something like when when Shook took went to Dre's house and you know got the rest of the company. He basically yeah. did that. That basically that's what what he did. That's crazy. Yeah, so uh, Vince wow. previous, Vince Jr. So so the Vince Jr. Vince McMahon story is kind of interesting because yeah, Vince Sr. and his mom weren't together. So Vince grew up poor in North Carolina. So then did, um, did did um but yeah, stepfather though, correct? Yes. So yeah. Okay. So they definitely were not married. Yeah, because Vince had a stepfather. Okay. That's right. Okay. Um, but yeah. So Vince grew up poor in, okay. in North Carolina, which is probably why he hates the South. But he don't have a Southern accent. He does not, and he hates Southern accents. And but unless he wasn't in the South for that long, maybe he was just they did you know for a hot second. Nah, I think that's where he went to school and everything. Wow. But you, there's like no twang whatsoever. So I'm surprised how he yeah. never like picked that up. Well, I mean, think about you and I. Neither, neither you or I sound like Boston people. 
That's true. You're like, ah, oh, go park the car, dude. You know? <laughs> I got you. I got you. But uh, okay, all right. Um, speaking of park the car, remember yep. that wild night in Worcester? Not really. A- after that show, uh, that time when those dudes were trying to take my car. Oh yes, yes. Now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. <laughs> right. But uh, okay, I did not know that Vince was from North is a North Carolinian. Yes, yep. North Kakalaki, baby. Go all right. So, up. so, okay, so they were like, what, dirt dirt poor? Or yeah, dirt like, poor. Wow. And then when Vince got older, yep. um, he went to his dad for a job. Okay. And his dad let him run Maine. Really? Uh, the WWWF had a territory up in uh, Maine? Yeah, because they were the whole Northeast. Oh, I thought they were just like New York. No, no, they were the whole Northeast. Oh, okay. And, uh, so what so, was the main was the main promotion the WWWF or a different name? Yeah, no, no, okay. it was all all that name, but you know, so Vince handled Maine, like okay. all the you know booking the venues in Maine and just nice. you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm, so I'm sorry. Um, do you stuff. know what do you know what wrestlers were up in that promotion a lot? Um, I'm gonna well definitely Bruno San Martino. Um, okay, but it was still, all right. Bob so it was still Backlund. the it was still the their guys they didn't have regional talent. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I'm sure they had some regional talent that they used, but it was still the stars. Like the stars okay. were the stars. And regional <laughs> talent was probably jobbers. <laughs> That's probably how that worked. I'd be curious that if I had the had the, you know talk with Vince, how he liked being up in Maine. I just don't see him being like a Maine guy as well as a North Carolina guy, right? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so he started with Maine and he did well with, with Maine. Okay. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, I think uh, from what I've read. He, he always had the idea of taking things national, making it big. Yep. And his dad was like, no, like, we run the Northeast. And, and back then, it, it, wrestling was very much like the mafia. You know, each family had their <laughs> like, the- like, we run, you know, we run this, they run that, like, and our paths don't cross. Because like, <laughs> you know. the NWA was in existence, correct? Yeah, NWA was in existence. Right. <clears throat> yep. Um, and they had their territories. So, all you know, you had all these small places, Texas. You know, had its own territories like that was um, uh, Texas was uh, was that the Funk's territory? Uh, or was that before them for a while, and then the Von Erichs. <clears throat> right. No, I thought they were the same. I thought they were uh, the same promotion. No, I'm sorry. No, no, that was the Von Erichs and the Freebirds were the same promotion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But not the Funk's, like Dory and Terry and. Their father, I forget his name. I feel like, and I could be way <laughs> off on this, but I feel like they started the Texas Territory and the Von Erics took it over because the Funks started wrestling for NWA. Okay, and were the Briscoes also down there too in Texas? Briscoes were Florida. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. <clears throat> so but, after uh, Vince was in, in Maine, uh, is that when him and Gorilla and the other Guys muscled out uh, Vince Sr.? <clears throat> yeah, the, what I read okay. was that they um, Vince had these ideas and his dad was like, no, that's not how it's done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so then Vince got his crew together <laughs> and uh, they, they got his dad out. And then I'd be curious how he was able to um, convince them to, since they were loyal to Vince Sr., like how was like this, his son able to like get in their, get in their ear? You know what I mean? I, I mean, probably, he was probably a good, uh, good talker and probably had you know, had some ideas that made a lot of sense. Well, in retrospect, it, it, it did work out. I mean, it's the biggest thing now. So yeah, maybe they, they just had foresight at that time. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was probably one of those things where, like, I think about how when I first started wrestling, and 
my yep. God, don't do high spots and don't do, you know, this and that. And now that's what's popular. Yep. Vince probably was like, you know, like we need to do this big thing. And everyone's like, no, nah, don't do that. And, you know, but that's what became popular. I think they were probably more concerned about what sort of, I guess it's almost like they, both sides were right because well, now that it's all commercialized, it sort of took us behind the curtain. You know what I mean? That's true. So that is, they were probably worried about, you know, keeping it still the biz, as the biz. But Vince was like, forget that. I just want to make this my version, like you said, of Disney World or like the Hollywood theaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess both sides did have like, you know, they were right, uh, you know, to according. Yeah. Yep. Depending on how you look at it, for sure. Yep. But even then, I mean, yeah, uh, Vince had a, a good run until like early 90s until the, the veil was really pulled back. Yeah. Well, I feel like the steroid trial like started like things kind of going downhill a little bit. You don't think it was, I always thought it was the whole uh, Hacksaw and, and uh, oh, Iron Sheik situation. Iron Sheik. Yeah. <clears throat> that, well, that definitely, that definitely opened some eyes. Yeah, because I was like, steroids, wasn't that like a known fact? Like, wouldn't that be like the known? Nah, not at that time. Okay. Like, it, it's so funny. Um, even today, I, I talk to a lot of older people. Yep. And like, they, they're like, they don't believe in steroids. Like, what? Like, people don't well, I think, I think, I think Hogan sort of messed that up because like other guys, like, he was the whole like, do your vitamins like you know to achieve this like other guys weren't really saying that so yeah so if you if he wasn't staying like to accomplish how he looked by just saying it was naturally given maybe I don't think people could care less about the whole steroid scandal like he still put like a a, a light on that you know I I feel you yeah and I mean at the end of the day people don't like liars and did he lie on the Arsenio show or did he uh, uh, admit on the Arsenio show both. <laughs> okay. And let's talk about side note. I, side I, note. I, let's I talk about your show. He said he did it one time, like to try. Okay. It. For oh, I thought it wasn't from like injury, nothing like that. Or it might have been from an injury or something. But yeah, but he was like, oh, like I did it one time. Like was I was like, gonna I say, like, much. like we get, we gotta give uh, Arsenio his props because he had quite a few guests on there, the wrestling guests. Yeah, Hogan, Warrior, but, Savage. Yeah, dude. and. For the most part, they were in character too, right? Mm-hmm. And they were able to like make it work. Like they, they had like a nice fine line of like they were in character, but like you sort of got to know a better part of them. Yes. I don't know how to explain it if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Rick Rude in his cheetah tracksuit. Yeah. Uh, I need to get me one of those. <laughs> I, need, I need the shoulders for it first. <laughs> you need shoulders for it. Uh, yeah, you gotta have broad shoulders if you're wearing something like that. <laughs> know, like, I might look ridiculous, but if you fight me, you're going down. <laughs> so all right, yeah, so, all right, so he had Rude, he had Warrior, he had Macho Man, he had Bad News Brown, uh, Hogan. Uh, did he have Jake the Snake? I don't remember Jake being on there, but I wouldn't be okay. surprised. I'm trying to think. Any other performers? Those are the ones that I remember. Okay. I actually, I don't even remember Bad News Brown. So Yeah, I, rem- I remember it because uh, I think he like tried like threatening threaten Arsenio, you know, like obviously in character wise, but yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Um, it's funny. I, I remember think- Savage because I remember being a little kid watching it. 
uh-huh. with uh, my uncle Marcos. Yep. And uh, I remember being like, "Why is our studio so afraid of Savage? Like <laughs> they're on TV. Like if Savage does something, like you know, he'd get arrested." Why was uh was Macho Man uh trying to bully him on the I got after the episode I gotta see on YouTube just to see these interviews again now with like yeah. a, a adult vision to see how they were but yeah um, <laughs> but yeah because I was a kid and I remember Ost just being like yeah but the damage is already done like because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I can see him saying like, that but I don't get it because <laughs> yeah, well because I was questioning why is why is he afraid I'm like the police would come arrest him if he didn't him <laughs> oh. Okay, now I got you. Like, yeah, but the damage is already done. Like, that's why he's afraid. <laughs> uh, too funny. Right? <laughs> I'm surprised that, like, even Vince okay. That, like, I, that doesn't seem like a talk show that I would see Vince. But, yeah, go on Arsenio Hall. Like, you know what I mean? Especially late night. They like, all your audience. Relationship. Yeah, but all your audience is asleep by this time. So. Why is the audience asleep by that time? Arsenio was late night. I think he was uh, on at, like, 11. Yeah, but, I mean, people were watching it. No, but the, at that time, Vince's audience were kids. This is like '80s, remember? It was kids and adults, though, because you got really, yeah. I I didn't think like the demographic for adults didn't kick into like attitude era esque. Nah, nah, a lot of adults that's why I like this stuff was then. much edgier. Nah, a lot of adults were watching even back in the '80s, and I mean really? that's why you had all these people on Regis and Kathy Lee. That was towards the '90s, though. Nah, that was still the '80s because Rick Rude was on Regis and Kathy Lee. Really? Uh, yeah, yep. During WWF days or WCW yeah, days? WWF Rick Rude. Really? Yes. Huh. Okay. Because uh, I remember the only talk shows that like they were on was like uh, there was a, there was an infamous episode where Hogan like choked out one of the like oh uh, the reporters John Stossel. Yes. N- no, wasn't that when um what's his face slapped him? Wasn't that his name? Oh, Dr. D. David Schultz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I think the, the other guy, uh, when he choked him out, he, he was there in WrestleMania 1 because uh, Mister, I remember Mr. T was there. Okay, okay. So, yeah, if it wasn't John Stossel, but it was somebody. Right, but, but yeah, he, like, he legit, right. like, choked the, he legit yeah. choked the dude out and he, like, passed out and practiced. It was, like, blood yeah. coming from his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <clears throat> and then, yeah. obviously, I think you had uh, wrestlers on, like, Ricky Lake back then. Yeah, Ricky Lake. That's going old school. But that's yeah. 90s, I think. That's 90s. That's what I'm saying, because that, that's, I think, when the demographic got older. That's why I'm surprised that guys were on Arsenio. Yeah, no, nah, it, it made sense, I feel like, though. Yeah, because uh trying to think of other mainstream uh, shows, like, I think they were on SNL. I want to say, like, Hogan yeah. was on there. Yeah, Hogan was definitely on there, I think, with Mr. T. Hogan yeah, was on uh, Conan, Conan, not Conan, um, Dave, David Letterman. Okay, 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 okay. So it's Mr. T. Very uncomfortable Mr. T on David Letterman. Why you say that? Like, I think it was his first time doing, like, TV press stuff. Like, really? I thought with the A-team, I thought he would have done press. Um, I don't know if that was before or after. What about WrestleMania 3? Not WrestleMania 3. What about uh, Rocky 3? When you've done press then? You know what? I think... As I'm, as as we're talking about it, I think the first time Mr. T was on David Letterman was for Rocky Three. Oh, okay, okay. Um, now that now that I'm thinking through, I'm like, yeah, that probably was for Rocky Three, which he would still have a Hogan connection because I'm like, okay. oh, he definitely talked about Hulk Hogan. Okay, but like, okay. he was real uncomfortable. Like you can see it, like how uncomfortable <laughs> he is. Like, 
same thing, uh, Jay-Z. I know this isn't wrestling related, but yeah. we're talking about people's first time. First time Jay-Z is on David Letterman. He's real okay. uncomfortable. He's like slouching in his seat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like giving short, nervous answers. Like. <laughs> One word answers. Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, it's cool. Just, uh, it's funny just to see, like, like I said, wrestlers. Uh, nowadays, you don't really see, you'll see them on daytime TV shows, but mostly in the movies. A lot of cameos. Yeah, yeah, a lot of cameos. Well, I mean, nowadays, wrestlers aren't as interesting as they used to be. You don't think so? No. I mean, think about the, the name of guys we just named that were on Arsenio Hall. True. Like, because they were in character, though. Guys sort of... But, like, their character was, like, who they were. To a degree, yeah. Just, like, amped up a couple of bit. Yeah. Like, like Kevin Yeah, but Nash. current guys are like that, too. Current guys aren't that interesting, though. They're like pretty normal, um, nerdy, or like right, let's, let's, let's let's think. Uh, let's go. Let's dip into since we always talk about WWE so much. Let's let's see AEW guys that we that, that could be possibly you know TV material of like interest, like uh, Moxley. I don't think he's that interesting. <laughs> okay, um, Danielson. I don't think he's that interesting. Okay. Um, uh, the Young Bucks. I don't think they're that interesting. Kenny Omega. I don't think he's that interesting. Hangman Page. I don't think he's that interesting. <laughs> um, 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 CM Punk. Awesome guy. Um, <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be clever on a talk show. Okay. He's not that interesting. Okay. Um... Woo! Uh, run out of names. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, and just to let you know, every time you name someone, yeah, what I do is I picture Macho Man, Rick Rude, and Warrior on <laughs> Hall, and then I try to oh. picture that other person, and I'm like, yeah, no, you don't even compare. Uh, Wardlow. Not that interesting. Good looking guy. Surprisingly well spoken. Yep. But yeah, not that interesting. Again, compared to those three I just named. Sammy. Don't even make me choke on my apple cider vinegar <laughs> that I'm drinking right now. Okay. Uh, Ricky Starks? I love Ricky Starks. Uh-huh. I used to not even like him. Okay. But, uh, he's, he's grown on me so much. Okay. But no, not that interesting. Danhausen? Oh, we have a pause here. <laughs> I'm so conflicted right now. Because we have a pause, ladies question, and gentlemen. Yeah, for the purpose of your question. Yes. Dan Housen might be interesting. <laughs> I don't know that Dan Housen belongs in wrestling. <laughs> so where's he belong? I'm not too sure. Maybe the carnival? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that is wrestling. Carnies are wrestlers. But no, wrestlers are carnies. Not there all you go. carnies are wrestlers. <laughs> all right. Dan Housen <laughs> should be like eating chickens or something like that. <laughs> See the boy that eats the live chickens. Like, all right. So we got we got we got one we got one possible possibly we got one maybe. Yeah, one maybe. Yeah, I, I'll give you one though. Okay. You ready for this one? Yep. Not technically an AEW. But they do get paid by Tony Khan. Okay. Them boys, the Briscoe brothers. Okay. 
okay. Well, um, or well, um, what about um, uh, the women's uh, TNT champ? So, uh, Jay Cargo. The, yeah, Jay Cargo. I love Jay Cargo. Okay, have from but, like the first moment I spotted eyes on her, I was like, but, she is printing money. <laughs> but yeah. you're stalling. She's really? I don't okay. think so. I'm okay. like, she she probably the closest. And okay. for a female, like right. definitely. There's no other female on that roster. I think that would be as interesting as her on a talk show. Okay. Um I can picture again, I told you what my litmus test is. Yep. I, I can picture her in that Rick Rude spot. I'm like, oh, she would be just like Mood on the show. I'm like Okay. Okay. She'd be you know, saying her things and, and all that, and again, she yep. just looks like money. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what about Kingston? Eddie Kingston? Yep. Did you see or hear about CM Punk's promo this past week? Nope, but you got you got to lighten me. I take it. I will, but before I get to it, I will yep. say Eddie Kingston. He'd probably be pretty interesting on a talk show. He's not okay. quite at the level of Savage Warrior, um, Rude. Okay, but I'm like Eddie Kingston. He's a real guy. He's a real dude. He's he'd be interesting on a talk show just because of who he is. He's just basically that guy you see from New York on the subway being all loud. Not loud <laughs> though. He'd be the guy in New York on the subway quiet until there's really. Talking, like, I don't know. I, feel, I get like a New York vibe from from like oh, one in the New like from Brooklyn. Yeah, you know he's he's Brooklyn or Bronx, no doubt. Yeah, but now he's quiet, hat pulled down. Okay. 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 You know, headphones on until there's a problem. Then, then all okay. that's what you, 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 okay. you scuff up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tell me the um the, yeah, the, the story promo. Yeah. Um, Punk was. It was another pipe bomb. I don't know if I'd call it a pipe bomb, but he was he was telling truths. Okay. He, he was like, "Where's the lie? Where's the lie?" Okay. He was okay. talking about John Moxley being number two in AEW. Who's number and, one? I mean, Punk. Oh, okay. Because uh, they're both champions, but Moxley is the interim champion. So uh, that makes him okay. number two. Okay. And then Punk's like, and Moxley's not even the best guy in his own group. He's like, he's probably the third guy in his group. Who's his group? Uh, the, uh, what are they called? The Bar something club? Oh, okay. with him and uh, Daniels and... um. Claudio, yeah. Oh, okay. He's in there too. Yeah, Claudio's in there now too. Okay. <laughs> would, would he be? What's that? Would he be interesting? No. Okay. <laughs> great, but not interesting. But what, what did uh, what else is CM Punk saying that he was uh, number three in his group? Yeah, so that doesn't Punk sound that doesn't sound too crazy. No, that's why I'm like there as Punk because Punk said it and the crowd's like, ooh, he's like, where's the lie? Where's the lie? And then okay. he's like. Moxley's actually used to being the third best guy in his group. This is even the first time that that's happened. Oh, like the <laughs> shield? Like, Ooh, yeah. That's okay. Like, Where's the line? And then he's <laughs> like, and Eddie Kingston, the second best Kingston I've ever been in a locker room with. <laughs> Hysterical. Hysterical. <laughs> yeah. All right, shout out to Kofi. Right? Uh, Hysterical. Like, it's the third best Eddie I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. What about... um? Uh, either Scorpio or Ethan Page. I mean, neither of them that interesting. They'd both be okay. great on the talk show, but neither of them that interesting. The acclaim? Hmm. <sighs> you know what? Mm-hmm. I, 
not that interesting. I love the acclaim. Okay. okay. Uh, you know, the acclaim. Ba-na-na, ba-na-na, ba-na-na. Listen. <laughs> Sister me, daddy. Oh. Well, yeah, I was going to say, what about Billy's boys? No, not that interesting. <laughs> wow, there, there's, so... there's not a lot of interesting people in wrestling anymore. Well, that's only AEW. If we said WWE, I think you get more. Nah. Uh, Tribal Chief? Not that interesting. What? You bugging. Good uh, guy. Lashley? Not that interesting. You bugging. They're uh, like regular people. The Usos? Not that interesting. You bugging. Montez? They're all regular people. Montez? He... Borderline. Carmelo? He's got so much personality. He's got personality in spades. Yeah. So I'm like, Montez, yeah, Montez might be interesting. Carmelo? Um, not that interesting. Uh, y'all got heat now. Nah, no, no uh, heat. I love him. <laughs> yeah, y'all shout got out, heat Shout out to baby boy. Nah, y'all, y'all got heat. Um, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to switch my brain to uh, WWE roster. Uh, our, um, Bianca? Not that interesting. What you bugging? I, here's um, the thing, I'm picturing her on the talk show. She's gonna be sitting there. She's gonna look real pretty, like you know. But she's just gonna be like, "Yeah, I was a track star. I did this. I did that. I wrestled now." Like, no, nah, but don't forget when you're t- you're talking about real life. Like, don't forget they were still in character. Like, you know, Macho Man and you know Hogan and you know Rude. They weren't like legit, like kayfabing it. No, they were. So you got you got so you got you have to put their, their characters into. It. That's why I'm like. You bugging because you, you can still put these these guys' characters into the interviews. But uh, the character's not that interesting. Like, Roman Reigns is going to sit there quiet, like, yeah, I'm the head of the table, travel chief. But, like, that's not that interesting. It's not like Savage. He's just like, yeah, city uh, I'm a special <laughs> lizard. I'm going to beat you up. Hysterical. Uh, <laughs> nah, nah, I think you ain't giving benefit of the doubt. Um, all right, hold on. Let me, let me go on my roll decks of uh, names. Uh, the New Day. New Day? Not that interesting. You bugging. Who, I guess now, feuding with the Viking Raiders? Yeah. How's that going along? Um, well, the Viking Raiders are being repackaged, so I, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Yeah, because they're heels now, right? Yeah, they're heels. They're no longer jokes, eating turkey legs and things like that. They're like, so they're back to their war machine days? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so has, the, but has the in-ring ability changed? Like, Are they like stiffer? Um, I feel like they're they're where they've been. I don't feel like okay. their in ring ever changed. Okay. Um, just the way they were presented was was bad. Okay. 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 Um. All right. Let's let's get back to some names. Uh. You know what? Viking Raiders yeah. might be interesting on a talk show, especially in yeah. gimmick. In gimmick. Yeah. yeah but do they really? Can, can they talk? Like, what do you mean? Can they talk? Like, like they're, they're not deaf mutes. No, 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 like, uh, like hold, like hold the audience uh, during the interview. In gimmick? Yes. It might be interesting for a quick, you know, thing. Okay. Like, and that's okay. I'm like, oh, because, and that's all I'm. I'm not saying people would be good or bad on talk shows. I'm just talking about interesting. Now you're saying like in, interesting is like holding, and like, uh, like, like not holding, attention. holding the attention, but like about like being like, wow, this is this person's different. Okay. Like and that's where I'm like, you know. Oh, I would say like like the NXT crew, like uh, the newbies, they definitely be interested because they're all about in character. 
Yeah. The 2.0 guys, I should say. I, I guess I haven't watched enough 2.0 to judge because all I can yeah. think of is the Italian dude. Yeah, he'd be perfect. The, Tony, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm what like, about Baby Steiner? Baby Steiner, I don't... Uh. <laughs> if he turned his intensity up... Yeah, they, they, they can't... Level, I don't know why they have him as a face. Like, I know the only time faces work for the Steiners is when they were tag team tandem. Right. And, you know, that only lasts for so long. They had to, you know, let the star be born as far as let him go heal. Yeah, like if, if they turn Baby Steiner, like if he could if he could get to a Scott Steiner level of intensity, yep. he'd be interesting. Like, I'd love to see Scott Steiner big pop a pump on our studio. Ooh, could you imagine? Now you think about it, that'd been crazy. Right? Like, it might have went left very quickly. That, that's very true. Like the the NCC board, whatever the like, I don't know if they'd be able to handle Scott uh, <laughs> Scott isms. <laughs> yeah, that, but, but that's where I'm like, see, that's interesting. That's a you know. Did you ever Scott, see you know, Scott Siders not just gonna sit there like, well, yeah, like you know, I like to go to bed at ten and <laughs> to work out, and, like because that's what did all you, these other wrestlers would be doing on there. I'm like. I feel. I did, you ever see, did you ever see the video of Scott Steiner doing math? Oh, the Steiner math promo. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> not only have I seen that video, I actually own a T-shirt with the with the promo on the back. That is so classic. It's yeah. so crazy that like his best promos I think happened after WCW. I know, right? In TNA. Oh, seriously. <laughs> like I mean, WCW. Don't get me wrong. He has some dope promos. Like when he basically like. Called out Flair and DDP, saying that one was a shot pay puppy and other one had like yellow teeth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think the Steiner math was like my all time like favorite because a Capiti Williams is like off to the side like and um so, uh, who else was uh, I forgot who else was there but they were in both like bewilderment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he had a female with him too, right? Yeah, it wasn't Linda Miles, but I thought it was like uh, it was like Rockathon maybe. Uh, yeah. I could pick, uh, yeah, but they were both like, you can tell in the back of their heads, they were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Williams has some great Scott Steiner stories, actually. As, yeah, well, I was going to say, when he was Baby Steiner. Yeah, yep. He <clears throat> told some great stories. He tells one story about, because uh, they were traveling together. Okay. And um, number one, Steiner always had to have a Cadillac. That, that's really? The only thing he'd, yeah, like he'd only drive Cadillac, so that's what he's like. They are nice cars. They, they are nice cars. <laughs> and, uh, and Peter's explaining, Peter's like, you know, I'm on my X Division contract, not really getting paid that good or anything. And right. Steiner's making millions, like, you know, and renting Cadillacs. And he's like, oh, we need to find food. And uh, found some restaurant or whatever. And he's like, you know, Scott's ordering all this chicken, like, for the table. Like yep. when the bill comes and Scott's like, all right, like your half is like this much. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's saying we, we gotta go Dutch. Yeah, yep. No, it's funny. I think the whole Skyner Steiner uh math promo, I think actually like it actually makes sense if you like probably like went pen to paper. Like, yeah, I think it does. I think that's the crazy <laughs> thing about it. Like, yeah, it's just the percentages he was coming up with. It was like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, and, and that's like two and one thirds, and then one seventy fifth, and all, uh, it was like, right. what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that makes this. I'm that much of a. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, you have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, he was tearing on to like Samoa Joe. 
but he's fat. But yeah. <laughs> chasing after me like I got Twinkies in my pocket. <laughs> oh man, I gotta go back now. Like that whole that whole TNA run when uh, that the, the early inceptions. Woof. Yeah, some great. That was stuff. gold. That was gold. Some very underrated stuff too. Steiner and uh, Bully Ray Dudley. Really, that was good. Yeah, they had some very underrated backstage interactions uh, when they were teaming together. Okay, that must have been for like a hot second, though. Yeah, it was for like a hot second, but they were okay. hilarious. Really? Yeah. How did you like the repackage of uh, Bubba? Uh, when he was like the leader of Aces and Eights and all that, I dug it. Okay. I was like, all right, he's really coming to his own. Okay. Did you like the bully gimmick? Yeah. Okay. How about yourself? Never really uh, saw it that much. So the okay. only bubble I got is, you know, obviously ECW, Dudley Boys. I got you. Yeah, though, I, I think the Bully Ray, especially when he was the leader of Aces and Eights, like I was Ooh. at that time, TNA was probably my favorite wrestling. Who was in Aces and Eights? <clears throat> um, it was him, Devon, uh, Jared Briscoe. Is that his name? No, what was his name? Something Briscoe. It's uh, Ger- Gerald Briscoe's son. Was he good? I liked him, but okay. the fact that he hasn't worked anywhere else tells me he might not have been as good as I remember him. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, Bischoff's kid. Uh, was he was, was he it. good? No. Oh, he was green. Yeah, very green, and just unfortunately, uh, he had that tough thing of you're the boss's kid, like that, and you're not good. So, like, it becomes obvious, like. Oh, you're only getting TV time because you're the boss's kid. Did he have a, a look though, like a like that? If he wasn't green, could go, went somewhere. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. He, he looked like a young Eric Bischoff without half the charisma. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So yeah, um, I'm trying to remember who else was in Aces and Eights. Oh, um, Mike Knox. He was in it. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was an all right stable. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Hardy, when he had his heel group. He had a heel group? Yeah, Jeff Hardy had a heel group for a period of time. Or was Jeff Hardy ever a heel? In TNA. Was he like um, a, was he a believable heel? Yeah, nah, he was really good in the role. I, that was my favorite Jeff Hardy. Really? Yes. Now, uh, how was his promo, his heel promos or interviews? Um, I honestly don't remember. Okay. Which I, so I nothing... feel like. We probably didn't talk that much. Okay, so it was more in ring. Yeah, the in ring like, and the I love jumping theme dudes. Song. Yeah, they were jumping dudes. The theme song at that time was really good. It was real slow. Okay, um, and the lyrics are like another me. There will never ever be another life like this. You'll never see. Was it um him actually performing it? Because his yeah. you know his position. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Do you ever listen to his CD? No. Um, okay. I've, I've heard a couple tracks. I would not really my flavor of ice cream. Got you. And, uh, you know, no disrespect or anything oh, like that. Just Speaking of uh, groups of, like, uh, folks on interviews, what about Jericho? You, you know, the only reason why that popped up in my head because Jericho Appreciation Group. But he could, he could do interviews. I mean, yeah, Jer- a lot of the people you name can do interviews. I just don't think they're that interesting. For a talk show basis? Yeah, Jericho... Um, Jericho would probably be interesting only because, like, especially if he's in gimmick. Yes. Because uh, he'd play up the rock star thing and, right. and all that. So, the whole yeah, appreciation. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. So he's interesting. Like Jericho's an interesting guy. Like Jericho, after the show, I think he goes to the bar, has some drinks. And, yep. You know. Did you dig Fozzie? If he doesn't fight jobbers. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you dig Fozzie? Uh, yeah, I like Fozzie. Um, okay. I have listened to uh, at least one of their albums. I think they have a couple now. Okay. Um, obviously, everybody loves Judas. Uh, everyone loves to sing along. Okay. Do you uh, sing along? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I do sometimes sing along. All right. And uh, I'll be in the living room. You know, he'll be coming out. And I'll be like, you know, what have I become <laughs> now that I've been trained? I was gonna say as a as a performer and when you train, what's your um your playlist? Um wait, as a performer? No, well since since you're a wrestler and you have to train, uh I was gonna say are there other like uh wrestler theme songs that you put in your playlist to like get you in the mood oh, to, to train. Absolutely. So what absolutely. is uh, what's your playlist? Um for wrestling days, theme songs. Yeah, these days it's uh number one uh, well it's funny, my yeah. My number one song, like, I'm like, oh, if this is, like, a real heavy set. Yep. Um, like, lately, I've been trying to max out on my deadlifts. Yep. When it's time for my heaviest set, I'm putting on Roman Reigns' Head of the Table theme song. There you go. Um, but when I'm trying to get that energy going, yep. I'm hitting up the Usos. You know, oh, <laughs> Usos! Down since day one inch! <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you go. Okay. Can't help, All right. Get hyped up. Okay. Uh, this this is gonna be a funny one. Uh, the people out there may may appreciate because uh, I don't listen to this when I'm working out. Okay. But when I'm cleaning the kitchen. Yep. First thing I do is put on that that music and you hear bum 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 bum. The um, street profits. Ah. Any mini money mo da 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 that, that's my my kitchen cleaning music. Okay. But, <laughs> um, another one though for what I'm lifting, uh, Karrion Cross, his NXT theme song "Falling okay. Prey." Okay. Um, that gets me pretty amped up. Oh, uh, one I'll do uh, particularly for um, shoulder presses for some reason. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Warrior theme song. Dun, uh, dun, dun. Okay. All right. Yeah. I can see you get into that. Yeah. Um, oh, Triple H. Um, time to play the game. Okay. That one. Uh, that that was like, is this on? Yeah, that was just okay. gonna say. My time. That one too. <laughs> Did you like when he came back to 2000, the bow, 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 the alien sounding one? You know, like the, that one? That he came the, back. That was the instrumental of my time. Oh, it was? Yes. Ah, uh, um, okay. And I, I, I did like that. Okay. Or the Motorhead one? Uh, time to play the game. Yeah, that's, that's a classic. Oh, another one. I, I I honestly never work out to this, but but it's not a bad song. Uh-huh. Bow down to the, bow down to the king. Ah, okay. I'm surprised. Um, Batista's one you never put on your playlist. That seems like yeah. a real amped up song. Yeah, it's funny. No, that one nah doesn't come okay. up on the playlist. Um, okay. although sometimes I stand alone. Godsmack. I stand alone. Which um, I don't know if that was ever Batista. I, I, for some reason, I have a relationship to Batista with that song, even though the right. music video was The Rock. Really? Yeah, because the music video is from the the Scorpion King. 
No, but that was Batista's theme song, though. He did use that. Okay, I thought so. I'm like, I have yeah, a, so a, a association like, with Batista with that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you look up the song on YouTube, the music video is all the Scorpion King stuff. Seriously? That, that song was made for uh, the, the movie soundtrack, yeah. I did not know that. I yeah. did not know that. Okay, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of any other theme songs that you could have used in the, uh, your daily workouts. Oh, um one that plays sometimes and uh so it's funny because uh i don't i i go back and forth so i have a workout playlist okay like a very specific workout playlist and there aren't any wrestling theme songs on that playlist okay but sometimes when i'm not in the mood for that playlist i'm listening to wrestling theme songs while i work right. out or right. like i said for certain like i said for deadlifts every time right. it's gonna be roman reigns right um so with that being said um a, a song that um I do sometimes listen to, uh, but it, it's got to be, it, it's such a specific thing, like when it pops in my head, but I'm like, oh, this is what I'm in the mood for. Right. Um, Matt Hardy, V1. Uh, like, a man tells me my future is not so far away. To get yeah, I can't remember. Tomorrow, gotta wait for my today. Huh. I didn't know uh, that his theme song, to be honest with you, during that time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! I can slap a tornado. Okay. I can dry out the sea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, for the moment. What about us? Ain't, no, uh, ain't no in me. Which what about uh, any any Cena's uh, joints? Basic thugonomics. Yep. Word life. This is basic thugonomics. Work out to that. Yeah. Cause okay. I'm fighting or spitting, my discipline is unforgiving. Got you back in a defensive <laughs> position. Uh, what about Orton's, Randy's? I hear voices in my head. Nah, I don't. Nah. Okay. Uh, that, that does not come up on my playlist. Okay. Well, it's not a bad song. Okay. okay. It's very slow. Uh, we keep on mentioning WWE guys. Any AEW theme songs that obviously Jericho's you said, uh, but any other ones? Actually, one that I love for my cardio. The Acclaim, I guess, is one that you dig. Uh, it's funny. I'm like, because no, the Acclaim don't really have a theme song. Yeah, because he raps, freestyles, uh, yeah, all the freestyles every time. That's true. But uh, but what I do listen to when I'm doing cardio, granted, he's no longer an AEW guy. Yeah. But I mean, he was the AEW guy, Cody Rhodes. Cody, American Nightmare. Yeah. Yep. For some reason, that and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's rap version. He has a rap version of his theme yeah. song. Yeah, it's all I... Japanese. Really? I got. Is on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. Check that out. Okay. Uh, though I, I usually listen to those two when I'm doing my cardio. How'd you stumble upon Shinsuke, Shinsuke's theme song? He used it very briefly. Okay. And you're like, oh, I dig this. Yeah, yep. Okay. Do, do AEW guys have any like decent theme song? We only just, this is like two. It's funny. I'm like, AEW guys, who's got a theme Oh. I don't really listen to this on my playlist, but yeah. um, I'm like, CM Punk's theme song isn't that bad. What, uh, called The Personality? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I think the thing with AEW guys, a lot of their theme songs are slow. Uh, so you think they're not fast enough to intrigue you? Like, really get the, like, blood flowing and pumping. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh! Not an AEW guy. <laughs> uh, but but another one that I do listen to pretty regularly when working out is uh, Tommaso Ciampa's old theme. Don't no know how that will survive. Bow, 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 bow. 
Okay. And it's well, but, uh, the reason why I thought of that. Yeah. Because uh, I hate Lance Archer's theme song. <laughs> and because uh, I, I feel like Lance Archer wanted to do Tommaso Choppa's theme. <laughs> but, like, ben, like, did, like, a sad version of it. Hysterical. Lance Archer, the theme, it comes on, it's like, and then all of it's like, everybody It's now and never. goodness. What about Moxley's Wild Thing? Um, Classic song. Does right. not get me pumped up. Right. Definitely a classic song. If I was playing baseball, oof. yeah, yeah, it makes you want to see Major League the movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm trying to think of. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about all the AEW theme songs. Like. Yeah, and that's not too many. Fun. Super yeah. Kick Party. <laughs> like all the AEW theme songs make me want to do drugs. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. That's like, terrible. Like, oh man, like I feel like I should be like on some sort of acid or psychedelics. Like, That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> now, when you, as a performer, pick your theme song, what do you go for? You know, for the audience, like, do, do you want them to set? Do you set a tone to your character, or do you set a tone for the audience to get them in the mood? Um, both. Okay. Um, and your best theme songs, I think, do accomplish that. Um, okay. And actually, I'm glad you asked that question because literally just yesterday, uh, I was having this conversation with the princess. Yep. Because uh, I'm looking to uh, change my theme song. What's the current uh, one? Currently, I'm using uh, this group called In This Moment. Uh, they have a song, Natural Born Sinner. Okay. And uh, I love the song. It's got a real eerie vibe to it. Okay. And it's interesting because the lyrics... They're actually about a lesbian relationship. Okay. But for me, I interpret it into, because like the, the whole thing is like, don't tell me what to do. Like, this is my life. Like, and this is what I like. Okay. And for me, I interpret it for like my wrestling. And I'm like, don't okay. tell me how to wrestle. This is how I like to wrestle. This is how I want to do it. Like, don't tell me that's wrong with it. I thought your current gimmick doesn't, is a little, is like not for that. Not for wrestling? No, no, I thought he's like more like sinister, baddie, baddie, like he is. supernatural-esque. Yes, and that's part of why I'm thinking of changing the song. Oh, um, okay, okay, I got you now. But I got, I'm following that. Yes, but uh, but but yeah, no, um, it's it, I still have it has meaning for me. Okay, um, it's funny a song I've never used in wrestling, but that I've often thought about was uh, Eminem, Run Rabbit Run. Okay. From the 8 Mile soundtrack? Yeah. Okay. That's another one that has meaning for me. Okay. Uh, from a wrestling standpoint. And, yep. um, you know, him, like, failing all those rap battles and all that. Yep. And I think about all my, like, tryouts. And I'm like, oh, like, whenever I do a tryout, the first time, it goes horribly. Like, because I'm just so nervous. Uh, second, right, right, I'm right. always better second day. Like, if it's a two-day right, tryout, right, right. like, I kill it on the second day. Right, right, right. And yeah, so, I was going to say, then going back... When you first started, um, your first theme song, uh, Lloyd Banks. Die one day. Right. So, in your first character, uh, as far as uh, Osiris, wh- what was the connotation with that song, and you know what was the meaning behind it? I mean, it was just but so that character. Hard. It was, that that song was just so hard. Like, 
Dude, that baseline hits, and you know. Like, but did it fit your character, or was it more for the to get the audience ready? Um, that was more to get the audience ready, but did fit okay. the character too, because that was when uh, you know, I was rocking the G unit chain. I had the do rag. Okay. So you okay. know, I was hard. The song was hard. Okay. All right, um, and then the next was I'll whip your head, boy. All right, so continuation of the same gimmick or like with yeah, a different conti- gimmick, or... continuation of the same gimmick. Okay. And again, it was just about being hard, and it was like you know, I'll whoop your head, boy. You know I now, was will. This, like... Was this the was this the version one with the blonde hair? Yes, that was blonde hair. Sorry. Okay. All right. Um. Then what was the next one? Then um. Let's see. Was it Hello Zip? No. Okay. Because um, I'm thinking, I'm like, then I left wrestling. Okay. And when I came back, my first theme song was uh, I'm the Best Man for You. Who's who's the artist? Oh, what's the guy's name? I honestly don't even remember, uh, okay. which I feel bad about. But uh, okay. at the time, I was working with Captain Zorick. Okay. And uh, Captain Zorick knew the guy and like, got the okay. right like, to use oh, the wow. song. Um. Was it for your was it for your character? Yeah, that or... was for the character, because the character okay. was simply the best, G. A. West. Ah, okay. And uh so it's funny because I'm like the song, uh in fact Lumberjake to this day he talks about that song. He he downloaded it and he loves it so much. <laughs> but it's like a like like folk song <laughs> Like it really funny. Oh, okay. it doesn't fit me. But, okay. but the, the lyrics, I'm the best man for you. Which actually, even that is kind of funny now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> that probably needs a relationship kind of thing. Like, but, uh, but, you know, I'm the best, simply the best. That There's the tie-in. And uh, I didn't want to use Tina Turner as many people wanted me to. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. And, and then I transitioned from simply the best GA West to simply God's best GA West. Okay. And that's where Hello Zep came in. Okay. Uh, which might be my favorite theme song, actually, that I've used. No, Why did you pick Hello Zep for that uh, gimmick? Um, I liked the song. But it, does, it doesn't no really lyrics. have a religious connotation to it. No, there's there's no lyrics to it. Um, oh, hold up. I am, I am lying. Okay. I am lying. Before Hello Zep, I was using yeah. Jesus Walks. Oh, Kanye, Kanye West? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. That yep. goes along with the gimmick. Yes. Okay. So now now I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, nah, because when I started training in Brooklyn, right, um, and I was doing Simply God's Best GA West there, right. and yeah, they, they had like a remix version, and they were like, oh, this is your theme song. I'm like, yeah. And then I started using the regular Jesus Walks at NCW, because I remember Doc, he was managing me, he, he, and he came out like, I don't know, like swaying, like it was like a jungle beat kind of thing. Like, okay. Okay. So yeah, uh-huh. so that, that was Jesus Walks, and then was came Hello Zap after that. Okay. Okay. Um, and then after Hello Zap was uh, the Candyman theme? Well, the Candyman theme is specifically just the Fellowship. Oh, okay. And how did you guys come, team. How did you guys come up with that? Um, uh, theme song uh, Ronnie the SOG uh, who we gotta get on here yes uh, we do but yeah he he's the one that came up with that actually really yeah yeah he and I were both into horror movies 
Right. And uh, I was using Hello Zep at the time in my singles. Right, right, right. And, uh, he was like, oh, like, he liked the horror movie idea. And so then he pitched, um, it's called It's Always, It Was Always You, Helen. Yes. Um, and so he pitched that song. And I'm like, yeah, I dig it. So uh, we used that. And then um, and then we turned Babyface and we started using uh, We Run It. Eminem and 50 Cent. Oh, okay. From the the Run Up uh, album? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. You know you're acting like you don't know. But so why did you guys switch from... For a show? Why did you switch theme song? Because it seemed like the... It's been you, uh, Helen, always matched the characters that y'all are... Work. It, it did, but when we went babyface, yep, like it's really hard to be a babyface team coming out to something that quiet and slow. Okay, and so we needed something more, uh, more upbeat. Okay, and uh, that song, there's a lyric in there where Eminem says uh, there was a fellowship to it. Okay, and so so that was kind of like, all right, that's cool. The beat works. Okay, okay, so all right, good stuff there. Cool, and cool, then, cool. Uh, what's that? No, I said cool, cool. Yeah, yep. No, definitely cool. Um, I started using Natural Born Sinner when I came back to NCW okay. last year. Okay. And uh, I'm going a, I'm to a let everybody know now that uh, I'm thinking of changing my theme song. And I'm actually, and this is a debate that I had with the princess yesterday, so I'll have this debate with you. Yep. I want to take Baron Corbin's old theme song and use it. What was his old theme song? I Bring the Darkness. Is it like a melodic slow song? Or is it like... It's um, slow, but with like some like thunder sounds in the background. It's like... Okay. And the lyrics are just really good. Okay. It's like, I bring the darkness, I'll bring the thunder, I'll give you hell and I'll take you under. Right. Okay. And, but the uh, princess, uh, she, she ain't digging it? Well, she feels like it's Baron Corbin's theme song, like, but I'm like, he hasn't yeah, used so it in is years. There, is, I was going to say, is there a law to take other wrestlers' themes? Like, I've yet to see anybody come up to Real, Amer- Real American, but like, is that a thing not to bite the other person's theme song? Yes. Okay. But my thing, I'm like, it's the indies. Like, obviously, I couldn't use it if I went to AEW or, or something like that. Right. But on the indies, there's no, you know, you, we use all sorts of copyrighted music. Um, right, right. But it's not like two indie guys, like, are coming out to, like, Hello Zep on the same show. You know what I'm saying? No. no. Okay. Or, like, like, it would be weird if a guy came out to Stone Cold, you know, theme song. Yes, that would be very weird. So isn't it the same thing with a Corbin's thing? Well, I feel like no one remembers. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so you saying as long as if it wasn't so since the Rock had like twenty different versions of if you smell what the Rock is cooking, <laughs> like if you got like version number like four, it'd be cool then. Nah, because even though Rock had twenty different versions, they were all yes. the same. <laughs> yes. Or like I, I'm into like the Nation theme song, like yeah, it, it went. It's it's yeah. okay. Like that's like iconic, but I'm like, oh, like <laughs> no one remembers Baron Corbin's like brief period of using this theme song. Like, so all right, so if somebody came in using Shinsuke's Japanese rap version of his theme song, that'd be cool. No, 
But you said he only used it for a hot second. He did only use it for a hot second, but it sounds uh-huh. like um, the, the 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 music of it. Yeah, is the same thing as like the violin theme song. Okay, it's that rhythm or whatever. Okay, okay. Um, All right. <laughs> so I'm like, but I'm like, I feel like there are certain theme songs that it would be okay to take from wrestlers that they only used it for a hot second. No one really okay. remembers it. The wrestler wasn't that big. Okay. Like, uh, I don't remember what uh, Max Moon's theme song is. I'm sure it'd be fine to use it. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. All right. So you get you give that benefit of the doubt. So yeah. it has to be used for like legit hot second and like pretty much not remember from yesteryear. Right. Like, and wasn't that big of a name. Like, you know, so the the names you said. Yeah, like, but Corbin's a big name, though. It's not like he's a job. Yeah, now he is. Okay. But at that okay. time, like, he, he wasn't that big of a name yet. And so okay. I'm like, I don't think, you know, but I don't know. But I'm like, I'm I'm playing with the idea because I really like the song. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm, see I'm, how uh, the reaction is. Exactly. Exactly. Because, uh, yeah, if I use it sometime and people are like, that's Mayor Corbin's theme song. Like, he was like, all right, yeah, 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 I can call it. Yeah. But if like no one notices, then I'm, I'm just rock with it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, unless they listen to the show, then they'll know. Yeah, yeah, if they listen to the show, then they're a fan, and so they <laughs> they, they should just be happy and supportive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you have a uh, show on the twenty uh, sixth, uh, which is coming up yeah, very quickly. Man. Big City Rumble. Uh, yeah. Are you excited? Whew, I am beyond excited. Um, Big City Rumble is my favorite show of the year. There you, MCW, um, there you go. There you go. Their version of the Royal Rumble. There you go. And, uh, I'm, Royal Rumble is my favorite pay per view. There you WWE. go. Um, there you go. This year, I am not in the Big City Rumble. Yep. Uh, so that's a that's a, that's a shame because that's my favorite match to do. I don't like battle royals. Yep. But the Royal Rumble style match is fun. Um, yep. And I usually do well in it. I'm a two time winner actually of the Big City Rumble. Yep. And multiple time Final Four participant there you go um so that i would say like that's my match okay but uh this year i'm not in it because i've got bigger fish to fry well not me not me osiris i should say um, For the world osiris, heavyweight title yes the ncw world heavyweight championship currently held by world-class channing thomas uh who many people may remember from SummerSlam 2021 um security yep Okay. He was okay. security for Goldberg, I think, for the okay. uh, Goldberg entrance. Okay. So, All right. uh, Shannon Thomas definitely doing big things. Uh, he's also recently, I believe, been on AEW Dark. All right. So, he's definitely doing big things, making big moves. He's the NCW heavyweight champion. Okay. Um, so, you know, he's, he's at the top of his game, and uh, I'm ready to prove to everybody that uh, I can match what he can do. And also on the cusp of that, we have a show, a big show uh, the following uh, that same weekend on the twenty eighth, I believe. Yeah, you and I, and uh, before the three count, we will be having our special guest, the man that is smarter than you and smarter than me, Willie Miles. So looking forward, it's gonna be a fun-filled weekend. It's gonna be a busy weekend. Yeah, it will be a busy weekend. A lot going on. Um, yep. 
but but yeah, well, we, we should have a good time. It should definitely be a good episode. Uh, people should uh, should definitely be tuning in next week. I mean, people yes, should be indeed. tuning in every week, honestly. Cause yes, indeed. Awesome. Yes, indeed. But, uh, but next week, especially because we will be recapping the the Big City Rumble. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, discussing me being the new. Well, I'm sorry again, not me, but discussing Osiris. Being the new NCW World Heavyweight Champion. Yep. Uh, hopefully, we'll be discussing that, and we'll have our guest Willie Miles on there. Yep. Uh, world-renowned manager to the stars. Uh, yep. Just a couple weeks ago, I saw him managing uh, Brian Malonis uh, of ROH fame. So, uh, so yeah. So it'll be cool to have him on, give his perspective of things. I saw some pictures recently of him with uh, Austin Aries and Rhett Titus. So okay. he's, uh, he's definitely making the rounds. Speaking of, uh, before we close out, did you have you ever met uh, Austin in the, the Indies? Funny you ask that. Uh-huh. Um, I, Austin Aries and I are pretty tight, but I've never met him on the Indies. So how y'all know each other if you're tight? Uh, through like Instagram or something? Like through social media? Not even, although he does follow me. Oh, okay. He follow, well, he follows Osiris. I should okay. He doesn't follow G.A. West. Right, right, right. right. But, but yeah, so you never met him, but y'all are cool. I have met him. Oh, just not I'm so confused. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm still confused. <laughs> I understand. Uh, but I will explain. Uh, yeah. So the uh, first time I met him was All Out Weekend. Uh, okay, sorry, AEW. All Out, All In. Okay, AEW. Yeah, before AEW was a thing. Okay. This was uh, that first big show that they did. Okay. Um, and uh, Austin Aries had a... Um, a thing you could have brunch with him. Have oh, a nice. vegan brunch with Fox and Aries. And uh, so the princess and I, we ponied up the bucks to do it. Yep. And uh, it was actually so cool. Um, it, it was 12 of us total in there with him. Okay. So I've done some vegan food. How and, was it? Uh, the food, like, was it good? It was all right. Okay. And, uh, you know, not bad. Nothing I would okay. necessarily order on my own, but it wasn't bad. Okay. Um, but Aries was just so cool. Um, he just spoke freely, uh, and that's something I really appreciate and respect. Yep. Um, you know, you can tell when people are, the, you know, they're not BSing and they're just, this is my deal. Yep. Um, you know, I won't say some of the things he talked about there, but okay. you know, that's his business. But I was shocked he was so open about them all. Just leave it. Okay. Back. Okay. Um, so that was the first time meeting him. Yep. And then, uh, the year after that, we met him at WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, WrestleMania. New Orleans? Year, I should say. Um, no, this was in... Where was this? Not Dallas, Texas. No, it wouldn't have been Texas. Okay. Um, was it Orlando? No, not Orlando. Now I got to really think about this. I'm like, because it was all in. And then... Oh, you know what? I'm lying. I am sorry. Uh, the next time we met Aries was All Out Weekend. Okay. Because I'm like, oh yeah, uh, he was doing a comedy show uh, <laughs> with uh, Frank Mir of UFC fame. Hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we went to that. It was like on the outskirts of Schaumburg at this okay. really bad dive bar. And uh, <laughs> I think the princess and I were the only wrestling fans there. <laughs> Say like, who's this guy? Yeah. The rest of the, the, the audience. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, so afterwards, like, we went up to him and told him, like, we were there to see him. And we thought it yeah. was cool. And so then he hung out with us. Like, he's like, well, let's hang out. Like, oh, nice. Yeah. Where'd you guys end up going? Uh, 
after we just hung out at the bar. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, but it was just the three of us. <laughs> like, you know. just, and, just, just chopping it up. Yeah, just chopping it up. He was so cool and chill. Like, we had told him. He didn't remember us from brunch. Right. We told him about it. He was like, right. oh, okay, cool. And he, he, it's funny. He's often complimented me. Um because, you know, I not to be like, oh, I dress nicely, but yep. I don't go around wearing wrestling t-shirts. <laughs> and um, so so he complimented me um, um, just being like, oh, well-dressed guy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so so we saw him there. And then the next time we saw him was New Orleans. Okay. Um, uh, but it was so cool hanging out with him in Schaumburg because, like, it was this weird dive bar and the people there were really weird. So I think he was just happy to be around some normalcy. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, but yeah, so the next year in New Orleans, we saw him there. Uh, he remembered us, uh, which was really cool. And uh, he was we just hung out briefly. This wasn't a very extensive thing. It was more of a bumping into seeing him, and it's like, oh, Austin Aries is like, oh, you too, like, you know, <laughs> you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, it was a clear recognition, you know. Like, oh, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he, cause, and he again commented. He's like, "Oh, he's like, yeah, he's like, you're always well dressed, man." Like, and, <laughs> you know, and I think I was just wearing like a polo shirt, you know. Oh, okay, okay, but, okay. But you know, when you're in a sea of wrestling fans who are, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you there's, there's a certain look. There's yeah, a certain look. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so he complimented me on that again, and then um, it's funny. Uh, there, there was a poll online. Um, about like wrestlers that you've met and what are they like and I, I commented I was like I've met Austin Aries on a few occasions he's really cool yep. uh, he, he commented back he liked the post he started following me on Instagram there you go uh, at that point so yeah so that was pretty cool and then, that's uh, dope yeah yep and then ran into him last year or, or no this was this year time, wow time flies uh, <laughs> in Dallas uh, okay Wrestlemania um, he was at Control Your Narrative Oh, okay. All right. And uh, he wrestled on that. And after the show, he's doing autographs. So the princess and I went up and he immediately was like, you too. <laughs> and right away. And, uh, he actually complimented me. He was like, oh, you look like you put on some gains, brother. <laughs> you know? Did you take that as a compliment? Or did you say, oh, yeah, he's eating very well that week? <laughs> I took it as a compliment. But it's funny because I'm like, oh, yeah, no. I'm like, you know, a lot of it was fat. Like, <laughs> uh, too funny. Yeah. Uh put on it, pandemic 30 yeah is control your narrative still going yeah that's still going okay all right um, all right don't hear much about it same here i know it's still going though it's i'm very curious um was triple h running things does Strowman go back to wwe right um because if so i feel like that ends control your narrative pretty much like does does I was gonna say does even EC three go back if you know if Roman goes? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I guess who knows? Because I'm but I'm like I don't. It's funny because I don't feel like EC three was really a Triple H guy. He didn't get used very well in NXT when he was there. Which is surprising. He has the look. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would have. You know, he's got the look. He can talk. He's got all of it. Ah. Um, I wonder how much of it is that he's a TNA guy. Like, does that get okay. held against him? Okay. Because, um, I mean, even the gimmick, like, EC3 is Ethan Carter the third. Right. Dixie Carter's Dixie nephew. Carter's, yeah. So, uh, although now he's changed it, EC3 means essential character three. What? Oh, that's his third gimmick, you saying? Yeah. Okay. 
don't know. Be interesting, but uh, but still, uh, like I said, it's cool that they, uh, you know Austin seems like a down to earth dude. And yeah. uh, is he still? And I'm surprised he hasn't gone to AEW myself. I think he's got a bad reputation. Oh, that's unfortunate. It, it is, and it's funny because people are shocked when I talk about how great he is. Yep. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, he really is. And I'm like, I, I think what the deal though is probably if you're working with him on a professional level, yep. he, he's very opinionated. Like, he's a very opinionated person. Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that at all. But I'm sure, like, yeah, if you're working with him on a professional level, it's probably a pain to deal with. Oh, okay. Um, Jim Cornette has told, told a story of where he wanted Aries to do something. Aries thought it was stupid, and they were, like, going back and forth. And Cornette's like, doesn't matter. I'm telling you what to do, so you have to do it. And Aries is like, you don't pay me enough to not care. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm with Austin. Like, you know, if the idea is not good, like you shouldn't just do it just because you say it's good. Like, that makes no sense. But if your boss is telling you what to do, like, you know, think about yourself in your day job. Like, That's your true. boss can tell you something to do, and you might think it's stupid. You're gonna do it though, because the boss is saying to do it. That is true. But you guys are independent contractors, so in, in essence, you know. You're not under contract to take ideas to, to, you know, exactly do everything that you're supposed to be told. Yes and no. <laughs> okay. All right. But like, it's a, it's a funny, funny thing. It's a funny it's situation. A, yeah. It's a gray, gray line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I actually, uh, not to get too behind the curtain, yep. but uh, I will just say I, I recently had a conversation with a promoter. And yep. on the indies, the promoter is also the booker nine times out of ten. Yep. Um, so I just recently had a conversation with a promoter, and during that conversation, I was pitching my ideas, and yep. they were getting shut down. <laughs> left and right. Left and right. And uh, it was getting very frustrating. But yep. at the end of the conversation, like, because I'm like, I want the promoter to know, like, I'm not mad or anything like that. Like, right. you don't like my ideas, you don't like my ideas. So I was just like, hey, I'm like, at the end of the day, like, I'm going to do whatever you ask of me. All right. Like, you know? <laughs> and that's what I said. That's how I ended the conversation. Like, just to be like, hey, like, just so you know, I'm not a problem. Like, right. I'm, I'm giving you my ideas and you don't like them. Okay. Like, I'm going to do what you ask. Exactly. Um, but there, there are other wrestlers who are different about that. And they're like, no, like, if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Um... All right. Well, I was gonna say uh, we've we've hit a a new record, well, not a new record, but a similar record. That's another two hour, yeah. two hour show. Um, and we didn't even talk any wrestling. Nah, <laughs> we 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 dance all around it. But we do that uh, when uh, Willie jumps on for next week. Uh, we get no some definitely some wrestling discussion. Uh, so. Um, Hey, yeah, hey, hey, you know what? For for all the people listening out there, if you're listening, you probably like that we didn't talk wrestling because you can get wrestling talk anywhere. Go listen to the there One Culture go. podcast. It's one of the there best podcasts that's not ours. There you go. Listen to the Jim <laughs> Cornette podcast. One of the best podcasts that's not ours. <laughs> Come to but, us. Uh, all right, if you want to take a, take us out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to take us out. Like we always do about this time. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, like like we do always do about this time though hope y'all uh, enjoyed the extra long edition uh, the Ron Jeremy edition of Four to Three Pound <laughs> and uh, hope y'all are having a, a good day a good week good night whatever time it is whatever you're doing you could be anywhere in the world 
but you're here. You're listening to us. We appreciate it. We love y'all. Hope you have a good one. And until next time, one, two, three. You know what? I'm a King Kong Bundy. I want five, four, (laughs) five.